Greetings, this is Terry Noel Tao, and, as always, I am grateful to the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture and to its charming, charismatic, and dynamic executive director, Lin Yen, for the honor, privilege, and pleasure of presenting Internet Broadcasts. My long-time listeners are well aware of the fact that for many years it has been my practice on a broadcast given on May 29th or on a broadcast close thereto to celebrate and commemorate one of the greatest anniversaries in the history of serious music. The premiere of Igor Stravinsky's Le Sacre du Printemps, The Rite of Spring, which took place in Paris on May 29th, 1913. Numerous anecdotal accounts indicate strongly that that premiere performance disintegrated into an absolute riot caused by members of the audience for that premiere at Les Belles Russes de Vasily Nijinsky, uh, who were outraged by the newness of Stravinsky's compelling score. I realized that the broadcast that I prepared for the Foundation for the Revival of Classical Culture to commemorate this anniversary last year was just about as good as I could do. Oh yes, I could add a performance of Stravinsky's own, I guess. But what I did was designed to focus on the magnificent interpretation of Pierre Monteur. I have decided, therefore, that I can't do better than I did last year, and please bear with us, because what follows this preamble, this explanation, is last year's commemoration verbatim. I hope that you will enjoy it. This installment of Bach on Wednesday was prepared for initial release on June 9th, 2022. Greetings. My name is Terry Noel Tao, and this installment of Bach on Wednesday is devoted to recent releases. I call them recent releases because some of them are six, seven years old. Who cares? They were new to me and may well be new to you. No matter what, they are definitely worth listening to. The first of these releases is a recording that was published in 2016. It features the marvelous 
early instrument and vocal ensemble Vox Luminous, and they are presenting four early Bach cantatas, cantatas composed when Bach was 22 through 27 years of age. These are remarkable compositions, particularly when one remembers that Johann Sebastian Bach was not a child prodigy. He bloomed late. He was in his teens when his genius developed, when his talents began to flourish, while he was a student at the Michaela Schule in Lüneburg, came in contact with Georg Böhm, the great organist of the Johanneskirche there, and a man who was to become a mentor and friend, and ultimately a sales agent, but that's for another day. And it was at that point in his life that he made a trip to Hamburg, heard Reinken, and of course there's the famous story about his taking a leave of absence from his position in Arnstadt and his six weeks trip to Lübeck to hear and perhaps study with Dietrich Buxtehude and the others of the northern German Stilus Fantasticus school turned into six months, which got him into hot water, believe me. The first cantata on this recording was composed either in 1707 or 1711, and is almost certainly a family piece associated with his maternal uncle, the brother of his mother, Tobias Lammerhirt, who left him a nice legacy, which got his adult married life boosted to a significant degree and also made it possible for him to buy an amazing harpsichord of the highest quality. This cantata is a funeral cantata. The Actus Tragicus, Gotteszeit ist die allerbeste Zeit. God's time is the best time of all. And it is an intimate piece. It opens with a meltingly gorgeous instrumental sonatina, and it ends with a chorale ensemble. It clearly was so intimate a piece that it was meant, for sure, to be performed by one performer to a part, whether that part was vocal or instrumental. In this performance, the following members of Vox Luminous take part. Zuzi Tohut, soprano. Daniel Elgersma, alto, male alto. 
Philippe Frulliger, tenor, and Thomas Krell, bass. Perhaps that B should be Frulliger, not Frulliger. Whatever. The two recorder players are Lionel Meunier, who is also the director of the performance, and Benny Agassi. Minika van der Velten and Ricardo Rodriguez Miranda are the viola de gamba players. Organ continuo is realized on a two-manual instrument based on the models of Gottfried Zilbermann that was built in 2013 by Dominique Thomas. Gottes Zeit ist die allerbeste Zeit, BWV 106, by Johann Sebastian Bach.
Johann Sebastian Bach The Actus Tragicus Gottes Zeit ist die allerbeste Zeit Written either in 1707 or 1711 when he was 22 or 26 whichever it clearly is one of his earliest considered sacred vocal works and a masterpiece it is too in that recording the following members of Vox Luminous participated Susie Tote Soprano Daniel Elgersma Alto Philippe Frilliger of Frilliger Tenor Thomas Kral, bass. Lionel Meunier, who also is the director of Vox Luminous, and Benny Agassi played the recorder parts. The viola de gambists were Minika van der Velden and Ricardo Rodriguez Miranda. The organist was Bart Jacobs. Next, the cantata Nach dir Herr Verlanget mich, BWV 150. Another one of Bach's earliest vocal works, and it also may date from as early as 1707 and perhaps even earlier. It is most noticeable because one of the choruses is a passacaglia, and the descending bass line was borrowed by none other than Johannes Brahms for the bass line for the last movement in his Symphony Number no. 4 in E minor, Opus 98. In this performance by Vox Luminous, Susie Toad and Kristen Wittmer, sopranos, Daniel Elgersma and Barnabas Hege, altos, Robert Buckland and Philippe Frölliger of Frölliger, tenors, Thomas Kral and Lionel Meunier, basses. The vocal soloists are Kristen Wittmer, Daniel Elgersma, Robert Buckland, and Lionel Meunier. The instrumentalists are Jacek Kuzidlo and Cecilia Bernardini violins, Benny Agassi bassoon, Emily Robinson cello. The organist, once again, Bart Jacobs. Johann Sebastian Bach, Nach dir Herr, verlanget mich, BWV 150.
Johann Sebastian Bach Nach dir her verlanget mich BWV 150 The members of Vox Luminous who participated in that performance were Zuzi Tot and Kristen Wittmer Sopranos Daniel Elgersma and Barnabas Male Altos Robert Buckland and Philippe Frilliger, tenors, Thomas Kral and Lionel Meunier, who also was the director, basses. The vocal soloists were Kristen Widmer, Daniel Elgersma, Robert Buckland, and Lionel Meunier. The instrumentalists, Jacek Kutzidlo and Cecilia Bernardini, violins. Benny Agassi, bassoon, Emily Robinson, cello, and Bart Jacobs, organ. Of course, I have neglected to mention, but I am sure you noticed it from the distinctive sound, the instrumentalists who are members of Fox Luminous play authentic instruments. Next, a cantata that Bach composed in Mühlhausen shortly after his arrival there as organist of the Hauptkirche de Viblasii. A large portion of the city of Mühlhausen had been destroyed recently by a mammoth fire, and for a commemorative service, Johann Sebastian Bach aged 22, composed this amazing setting of Psalm 130, the De Profundis Clamavi. Aus der Tiefen rufe ich her zu dir, BWV 131. Susie Tote and Kristen Wittmer, Sopranos. Daniel Elgersma, and Barnabas Hege, altos, Reinhard van Mechelen, and Philippe Frilliger, tenors, Lionel Meunier, who also directs the ensemble, and Sebastian Mirus are the basses. The two soloists are Reinhard van Mechelen and Sebastian Mirus. The instrumentalists, Yazu Moisio Obo, Jacek Kurzidlo, violin, Antina Hugoson, and Johannes Frisch, violas, Emily Robinson, cello, Anais Ramage, bassoon, and once again, the organist is Bart Jacobs. Aus der Tiefen rufe ich Herr zu dir, BWV 131, by Johann Sebastian Bach.
aus der Tiefen rufe ich her zu dir. BWV 131 by Johann Sebastian Bach. What an extraordinary composition for a 22-year-old, particularly one who was not a child prodigy. In that performance, given by Vox Luminis, under the direction of Lionel Meunier, the vocalists were Zuzi Tot and Kristen Wittmer's sopranos, Daniel Elgersma and Barnabas Hege, male altos, Reinout van Mechelen and Philippe Frulliger, tenors, Lionel Meunier and Sebastian Mirus, basses. The two soloists were Reinout van Mechelen and Sebastian Mirus. The instrumentalists were Yazu Moisio Oboe, Jacek Kurzidlo, violin, Antina Hugosen and Johannes Frisch, violas, Emily Robinson, cello, Anais Ramage, bassoon, and Bart Jacobs organ. By the way, I did find out when and where these recordings were made. They were made in April and July 2016 at, I hope I pronounced this right, the Onsaliva Frau en Zint Leodegaruskirk, Bornem, Belgium. And that obviously, is the location of the organ built by Dominique Thomas in 2013 based on instruments by Gottfried Zilbermann, the instrument on which Bart Jacobs played the continuo. There is one more cantata on that CD by Vox Luminous. BWV 12, Feinen Klagen, Sorgen Sagen, but Bach was 29 when he wrote that one, so I'm going to have a little bit of a detour here. I can't resist this comparison, particularly since Vox Luminous, under the direction of Lionel Meunier, recorded the work shortly after they made that disc of Bach cantatas. Here is a composition that George Frederick Handel wrote at the age of 22. Now Handel was something of a prodigy, admittedly, and he went by a different route from that of Bach, even though they both came from Lutheran backgrounds. And while Handel was in Italy in 1707, when he was 22, he wrote one of the most incredible choral works ever composed. The Dixit Dominus, Domino Meo, Handel Werkevetzeichnis number 232. And I just can't resist playing it because the comparison is 
fascinating, and neither one of them comes up on the short end. In this performance of the Dixit Dominus Domino Meo, HWV232, the vocalists are Susie Tote, Carolyn Weinantz, Kristen Wittmer, and Stephanie True, sopranos, Jan Kuhlman, and Daniel Elgersma, altos, Robert Buckland, and Philippe Frelager, or Frelager, tenors, Lionel Meunier, and Sebastian Mirus. Lionel Meunier, of course, also directs the performance. The instrumentalists, Tuomo Suni, concertmaster, Jacek Kuzidlo, and Johannes Frisch, violins one, Era Maria Ledipu, and Tina Hugoson, and Agnieszka Papierska, violins two, Raquel Masadas, and Leticia Moros Ballesteros, violas one, Wendy Royman and Anna Marie Kostendur, violas two, Ronan Kernoa and Anton Baba, cellos, Benoit van den Bemden, double bass. The continuo is played on the organ by Bart Jacobs. George Frederick Handel, the Dixit Dominus Domino Meo, HWV 232.
George Frederick Handel, at the age of 22, while spending time in Rome. His setting of the Dixit Dominus Domino Mail, HWV 232. Incredible, a 22-year-old. But Bach can hold his own, you heard. In that performance, in which the instrumentalists played, of course, on authentic instruments, you heard members of Vox Luminous, conducted by Lionel Meunier. The vocalists, Susie Tote, Carolina Weinanz, Kristen Wittmer, and Stephanie True, sopranos. Jan Kuhlman and Daniel Elgersma, altos. Robert Buckland, Philippe Frelegger, tenor, Lionel Meunier, the director, and Sebastian Miras, basses. The instrumental ensemble, Tuomo Suni, concertmaster, Jacek Kuzidlo, and Johannes Frisch, violins one, Era Maria Ledipu, and Tina Hugoson and Agnieszka Papierska, violins too. Raquel Masadas, Leticia Moros Ballesteros, violas one. Wendy Ryman, Anna Marie Kostendur, violas two. Ronan Kernoa and Anton Baba, cellos. Benoit Vanden Bemden, double bass. The organist was Bart Jacobs, and the recording was made in the Bagenhofkirk St. Troiden, Belgium, and it was recorded in January of 2017. Now, I will go back to the recording of Bach cantatas for one more. In 1714, Johann Sebastian Bach, court organist to Herzog Wilhelm Ernst von Sachsen-Weimar, got a promotion. He was made Konzertmeister, and his new responsibilities, in addition to continuing as court organist 
and official concertmaster of the Hofkapelle, the instrumental ensemble at the at the court. He was required to write one cantata a month. The second of these cantatas, which he composed when he was 29, is Weinen Klagen Sorgen Sagen, BWV 12. You will notice a distinct advancement in compositional style and instrumentation, and also you will be reminded that the opening chorus, Weinen Klagen Sorgen Sagen, for which Franz Liszt took the theme for his impressive set of variations, was reworked by Johann Sebastian Bach more than 40 years later as the Crucifixus in the Hohe Messe, the Mass in B minor, D major, BWV 232. Interesting, isn't it? The HWV number for the Dixit Dominus is also 232. Okay, these things happen. Anyway, in this performance of Weinen, Klagen, Sorgen, Sagen, Susie Tote and Kristen Wittmer Sopranos, Daniel Elgersma and Barnabas Hagee Altos, Reinhard van Mechelen and Philippe Frelager Tenors, Lionel Meunier, the director of Vox Luminous, and Sebastian Mirus Basses. The vocal soloists are Daniel Elgersma, Reinhard van Mechelen, and Sebastian Mirus. The instrumentalists playing on authentic instruments Yasu Moisio Oboe, Rudolf Lorenz, Slide Trumpet, Jacek Kurzidlo, and Johannes Frisch, Violin, and Tina Hugoson and Nadine Henriks, Violas. Emily Robinson Cello, Anais Ramage Bassoon, and Bart Jacobs Organ Continuo. Johann Sebastian Bach, Weinen Klagen Sorgen Sagen, BWV 12.
Thank you. 
Johann Sebastian Bach Weinen, Klagen, Sorgen, Zagen BWV 12 Cantata that Bach wrote in 1714 when he was 29 years old and many years later nearly 40 years later 35 years later or so he reworked the opening chorus into the Crucifixus from the Hohe Messe, the Mass in B minor, D major, BWV 232. In that performance, the sopranos Zuzi Tot, Kristen Wittmer, the altos Daniel Elgerisma and Barnabas Hege, the tenors Reinout van Mechelen and Philippe Frulliger. The basses, Lionel Meunier, who also directs the ensemble, and Sebastian Murus. The soloists in their recitatives and arias, Daniel Elgersma, Reinout van Mechelen, and Sebastian Murus. The instrumentalists, playing on authentic instruments. Yazu Moisio Oboe, Rudolf Lurenz, slide trumpet, Jacek Kutzidlo and Johannes Frisch, violins, Antina Hugossen and Nadine Henriks, violas, Emily Robinson, cello, Anais Ramaj, bassoon, Bart Jakob's organ, playing the 2013 organ made by Dominique Thomas on models by Gottfried Silbermann for a recording made in July of 2016 at Onze Liebe Frau and Sint Ligorie Arius Kirk, Bornem, Belgium. I hope I pronounced some of that correctly. When I was at my recent delayed 50th reunion from Princeton, I had a wonderful reunion with a treasured younger friend of mine who had come back to Princeton for her 10th reunion. Sarah, who has just gotten her Ph.D., uh, is a musicologist of distinction and also a very fine harpsichord player. She brought me, as a gift from the artist, a pair of CDs by a very fine young harpsichordist who is a friend of Sarah's. This artist is Lillian Gordis, uh, a native of Berkeley, California. She's 30 years old, and she discovered the harpsichord uh, when she was a kid, studied with Arthur Haas in New York City, and then she had an encounter with the great French harpsichordist Pierre Antaille, who encouraged her to come to France and study with him, and she worked with him and also with Bertrand Cuyer, 
and the marvelous Skip Sempay, who, as many of you know, is a dear friend of mine. So, we were sort of off to the races, and those of you who have listened to some of my past broadcasts may recall that I had the pleasure of sharing with my audience a CD that Lillian Gordis made a couple of years ago called Zones, devoted to sonatas by Domingo Scarlatti. Well, her new release on the Parati label, and it's brand spanking new, in fact it may not even have been officially published yet, is devoted to the music of Johann Sebastian Bach. And it is a two-CD set. And at Lillian Gordis's own instruction, I am going to play the two CDs for you as two separate recitals. Let me quote directly from Lillian Gordis's annotations for this album. It was self-evident that I needed to construct this album according to the artistic ideals that I hold dear. A recital, then, and not a complete cycle of works, because I seek, above all else, the intimacy of sharing with my listener. I might add that that's uh, one of my modi operandorum, too. Hence the free choice to pull beloved pieces out of their habitual contexts and offer them as a gift to those listening. Carried away by a devouring enthusiasm to highlight certain works, the project transformed itself into a double disc in the form of a mirror with a distinct recital on each side. I invite you to listen to them as much separately as together and to savor this music as you individually best enjoy it. I think it's a wonderful idea a wonderful concept, and, as I've already told you, that's precisely how I'm going to do it. I am going to separate the two CDs into two individual recitals. CD 1 has on it the partita number 1 in B-flat major, BWV 825, the prelude and fugue in B-flat major, from the second collection of 24 Preludes and Fugues, what we call the Well-Tempered Clavier Book 2, BWV 890, followed by the Prelude and Fugue in B-flat minor, BWV 891. The CD concludes with the English Suite, number 3 in G minor, BWV 808. I'm going to present the four works without intervening announcements, but 
At the risk of a spoiler, I do want to say that the interpretation of the preludium that opens the B-flat major partita is quite unlike any I've ever heard before, and I hope that you will agree that it is marvelous.
the first CD from Lillian Gordis's brand new two-CD recital of favorite keyboard works by Johann Sebastian Bach. The harpsichord that she is playing is an instrument based on German models of Bach's day that was made by Philippe Humeau of Barbast in southwest France in 1999. The compositions that you've just heard, the partita number one in B-flat major, BWV 825, two Preludia and Fugues from the second collection of 24 Preludes and Fugues, what we call the Well-Tempered Clavier Book 2, the Preludia and Fugues in B-flat major and B-flat minor, BWV 890 and 891. And that recital concluded with the English Suite number 3 in G minor, BWV 808. Lillian Gordis, harpsichord. Lovely playing. <laughs> 